Hey, look. What's up, bro? What is ABBA backwards? Uh, I don't know. Still ABBA! This week on Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about news from the week, TV of the week, Fastlane predictions, history of Eurovision, 2018 Academy Award and Razzie results, Death Wish 2017 review, and Alone Together, Episode 7. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen. Welcome to another Digital Citizen. Uh, welcome to Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Uh, the pregnant lady is not here? Uh, no, she's not here. She, She's pregnant. Right, she is. I think she's mm-hmm. probably asleep, because that's what pregnant ladies do. They sleep a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard some rumors about that. Uh, how's your week been? Oh, good. Busy week. Wrestling all weekend. Wrestling show WCWC. Uh, the first day production like fe- like fell apart, <laughs> which was really aggravating. Oh. But the second day turned out pretty well, and the second day there was some really really good wrestling. So look forward to that on the TV show. Uh, nice. I was driving up there, and I'm at like a crosswalk. Uh, in the car, and a guy's crossing the street, mm. like, in front of me, uh, you know, walking across the street, and I, did, okay. I didn't, I did like, it was just like, oh, no, whatever, guy, we're crossing the street, and I look closer, he had a Hitler mustache. A Hitler mustache? You know, like, the Hitler. little mustache under the nose? This guy, yeah. Yeah. in Oregon, uh, had a, had that, I was like, are you allowed to do that? This guy was bucking the trends. He's just like, I, I'm taking it back, I guess. I don't care. I don't care. He was an African American guy. Fro. He was even Afro American. Yes. Uh, I did, I did, that's not really important to the story because anybody with a Hitler well, mustache is kind of like this is a little weird. But I mean, even like a Jewish guy or an Asian even... guy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> a Jewish guy with a Hitler mustache. Uh, did we call him Hitler? <laughs> See what I did there. Yeah, there was some rumors uh, talking about fake news. Um, uh, there was some rumors going on after World War Two that Hitler actually was Jewish. Have you heard that? Uh, uh, I've like, I don't know when the, those rumors are from, but I, I I've heard that no. those were rumors at some point. Yeah, 
There's lots yeah. of rumors about that whole time period because it's some of it's very secretive. And uh, I remember uh, I I I don't think it's that long time ago. Uh, I lived in Asker, and there was this guy coming out with a book about uh, uh, things we believe that isn't true, and he was talking about like. Uh, he had heard like when he was growing up that uh, one of the reasons why Hitler hated the Jews so much was because his mom or his dad or his uncle or his like things like that was Jewish and he had a bad childhood and then blamed it on them but if you look into it it's quite uh, uh, and he said one of the reasons why that is such a popular um, belief and uh, why it's so important to debunk that is because it makes him less evil by saying, oh, uh, he did it just because of his childhood or because right. his, mom, his mom was not nice to him. So saying, uh, like saying things like that that isn't true actually demolishes what he did. Well, I'm sure that was a rumor spread by people who were in support of that side of th of those politics in in the first place. I'm mm. sure that it, that those are the people that spread that to try to uh, justify themselves. Which, I mean, it's awful, anyways. But uh, trying to justify something awful that makes you even worse in my mind. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. it is true that there's been a lot of people who have done a lot of bad things, and they had haircuts. That we still have today, but Hitler, you cannot have that mustache. It's just no, no. something you can't do. Like you, uh, Kim Jong Il's haircut. I'm sure there are plenty of people that have that haircut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of people yeah. who have Stalin's mustache. I'm sure. Actually, I know somebody right. uh, who was friends with us who has a, a mustache very similar to Stalin's. But mm -hmm. nobody, nobody goes, oh, he's got Stalin's mustache. But if you see somebody with that little mustache. That is, it's over. You're like, what the fuck, dude? You know what I mean? But I mean, it's such a mark in your face for like, oh, look who I am supporting. Sure, right. Do you get what I mean? Like, like if if you have a Hitler mustache, I will think, and sorry for thinking this, that you are a neo-Nazi. I don't think that anymore. I don't. I think anybody who would do that, like the thing about neo Nazis, is they're not going to put it out there like that. I don't think. Mm. At least here mm. in America. Uh, and like I said, this the this was a guy. He was an African American guy in Portland, Oregon, like one of the most liberal places in America, uh, mm. with a Hitler mustache. So I just thought it was weird. I mean, uh, I, whatever. If he wants to rock it, it's his thing. You know what I mean? Whatever. But I'm sure people have mentioned to it before to him before. And I bet, I don't know the guy, but if I was him, he was probably, he's probably had it mentioned to him and gone, whatever. <laughs> I like a mustache like this. Talking about haircuts and trends and things like that. I got a haircut this week. Oh yeah. You saw, yeah. Which you actually, you're, the way your hair, got, they styled your hair. Some people, uh, at least here in America, could construe that as an alt-right haircut, bro. Oh, Definitely. <laughs> because it's I was thinking parted. about that yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that myself. I like, I look like I could be uh, uh, someone from the Republican Party. 
I could go directly into the Republican Party. I, and that's how I look on my hair. But then, yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, it, I, I am one of those that really don't care uh, about things like that. If people think I'm a re- Republican because of my haircut, you are welcome. I bet that's the exact same thing that guy thinks about his mustache. He's like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> if they think that, they're idiots. Like. I'm an African American guy in Portland. I don't give a fuck if you think I'm <laughs> I'm a, a neo Nazi because you're wrong, right? Yeah. <sighs> the other thing that happened Look. when I was up there, yes. Uh, mm. I go to this one Taco Bell every time I go do a show. I'll just drive through to get oh, yeah. like, to get a soda because right. it's like on the way to the venue. And for the mm. last few months, I've gone there and I'll get like a Diet Mountain Dew, uh, which people hate Diet Mountain Dew, but I actually kind of like it. Uh, and it's always been yeah, really watered down. Like, it doesn't have yeah. enough syrup in it for the last few months. So, I, last month, or two months ago, I got Dr. Pepper. But this month, I went back, and I got Mountain Dew, and it was still broken. So, I walk in, mm. like, I, I went through the drive-thru, I pulled around, I went into the restaurant, and I was like, I could go up and be like, oh, hey, can you change this out for me, this or that? But I was like, I don't have the time for this. So I just walked over to the self-serve machine with my cup, walked, dumped it out, filled it up, and just walked right back out without saying anything to anybody. Nobody said anything to me. <laughs> they weren't like, hey, sir, you can't just steal. So-. They didn't say anything at all. And then I just walked out and went to work. It was. Yeah. So if, uh, if you see a picture of uh, Luke on America's Most uh, Wanted, you know why. Right. Soda. Stealing soda. Right. Soda thief, soda thief. Uh, I have a challenge for you. Uh, say something really positive about Donald Trump. Uh, here, well, I got one thing. Uh, okay. In the future, if it does turn out that he becomes a dictator and kills off a whole uh, segment of people, nobody mm. in the future is going to want to have that haircut. <laughs> but say something positive about him. That's positive. <laughs> No, he no, didn't. no, that's positive. Nobody's gonna want to copy his haircut. Uh, do you know what? I he's I, got a I'm very going... original haircut. How's that? Yeah, that's that's better. That's better. I I'm going to give him some uh, kudos. Um, I I don't especially like how he he turns uh, the word fake news around. But uh, after he became became a president, I think I have been more uh, aware of what uh, media uh, puts out as news. And I I will say that because of Donald Trump. Because of Donald Trump, I have been more aware of what news I believe or or don't, don't believe. So he has made me... More aware of my news? Sure, yeah. Yeah, that is a compliment, isn't it? Yeah, I bet the show helped a little bit as well, because we do the news all the time, so you got to be focused on it, and we've been doing it this show since Donald Trump got in. Uh, I think the first real-time, like, in middle school, uh, I took a class called uh, Media Literacy, and this was in middle school. Mm. I was in, like, seventh grade where they talked about where uh, I had a teacher who told us all about how the news really works and how stories get popular and things like that. Um, 
but mm. the real time recent the most recent time when i just went okay this like these certain news places are lying specifically to get their own agenda across was um the michael brown uh cases uh when oh, yeah. that whole thing happened would... and there were the the riots or the protests yeah. and one day of riots happened, and they construed all the rest of the protests as riots, even though there was just, like, the one or two days of, of actual rioting. Every, from then on, that's all the, the they covered. They, they didn't cover it as anything else. And then mm. we had the Bernie Sanders thing, and we saw how biased they were to Bernie Sanders. It was insanely biased. And then mm. uh, the Donald Trump thing was happening all at the same time. And I think all that came together for at least me uh, noticing how biased certain media sources are, but uh, and 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 that's why we're talking about this. But because we have an article here from Market Watch, how bias is your news source? You probably won't agree with this chart. It is a really interesting chart. I totally agree with this uh, chart. It is really interesting. There's a couple um, up at the top that I think could be lower, <clears throat> MSNBC, but other yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I I agree to a certain point, but I I don't think they 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 are too biased. I mean, I totally agree where CNN is up here. I totally agree where where uh, I, Fox News is. Uh, uh, the Blaze. Right. So let me describe <laughs> this real quick for people. Uh, this mm -hmm. chart uh, was created by a lady named Vanessa Otero. Uh, she first released the chart in 2016. The chart we're looking at, Fro, is actually the third iteration of this chart. So she's actually oh. updated it over time as different cool. news sources change. So I wouldn't be surprised mm -hmm. if we see another chart in the future where MSNBC maybe drops. Because it's been in the last year that they've actually gotten worse, in my opinion, personally. Right. Like, I can't watch mm -hmm. MSNBC anymore. Uh, especially... Rachel Maddow or Joy Reid. Those are the two people that right. I can't stand on there. Uh, uh, but overall, if you look at this chart, it starts at the uh, the bottom line is liberal to conservative, liberal on the left, conservative on the right, and then it goes from mm -hmm. inaccurate fact, uh, inaccurate facts, uh, propaganda, and up at the top, it's original facts uh, and mm -hmm. reporting original facts. And mm -hmm. if you look at the top. Uh, in the middle, that's not quite liberal, not quite conservative. Up at the top is Reuters, AP, Bloomberg, uh, CBS, ABC, NPR, BBC, which BBC, I think, probably could be lower. Uh, the Hill. The BBC could be a little lower. Uh, uh, Politico, uh, Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. Yeah. I think sh should probably be lower. I think The Guardian should mm -hmm. probably be higher. Um, mm -hmm. And it's in a section called Complex Analysis. Uh, which mm -hmm. has, like, Democracy Now!, Slate Magazine. Um, oh, there's MSNBC right there. Ah! So that one up there, the other NBC must be NBC News up at the top. Ah, MSNBC is yes, down here next yes, to CNN. Yes. I did not see that till just I, now. No, no, neither did I. Yeah, so the funny part about this, yeah. the really funny part about that I find interesting about this whole chart is MSNBC and CNN are... Right in, right in the middle of the this chart, they're not as original fact reporting as say Reuters or really most of the, these in the top 
are what we go off of for our reporting on this show. Yeah. Like, yeah. All, uh, uh, most of the articles that I send out to people or that Fro sends to yeah. me, they're from one of these sources. Um, yeah. CNN and MSNBC is in between those. And at the bottom are I, things I, like InfoWars, yeah. Breitbart, um, Forward <laughs> Progress, uh, yeah. Occupy Democrats. Occupy uh, uh, Democrats. Which uh, the National Enquirer, which is kind of right in yeah. the middle. Uh, so these are liberal and Republican news sites that they don't. It's all propaganda. It contains I- inaccurate information. It's not. They don't um, actually check their sources and things like that. This is propaganda. Yeah, but uh, but it it's it is really interesting. I think I I don't think we have ever used. Uh, any of those in the red? Uh, uh, there is one yeah, that's on on the line of the red. Yes, Daily yes. Mail. But those are the Daily sto- Mail. We have the only time we <laughs> use it is when it's one of those yeah. crazy stories about like a time crazy traveler. Stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we want to cover it because it's interesting, yeah. not because we're yeah. covering it because it's like a very important news story of the week or anything. It's like the time traveler story from a couple weeks ago was from. Daily Mail, but it also came yeah. from a few other places, so it's kind of right. like eh. the the one that I am a little uh, surprised uh, of where it is is actually Time Magazine, um, mostly because I like Time Magazine. Um, I I always looked at Time Magazine as uh, being uh, kind of neutral, and it's all it's uh, just. Just between the green and the yellow. Right. It's in between original fact reporting and analysis or complex analysis where analysis is more like you're you're it's an opinion piece or something like that. You're not you're not necessarily just putting the facts out so people can read them, which that's what time is. The interesting thing to me about where time is, is it's actually according to this chart, it's leaning more conservative than it is liberal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, then again, we have Vanity Fair, and like Vanity Fair should be much, much lower, if you ask me. Okay, well, that I... is such a biased liberal media. Oh yeah, there it is. Uh, yeah. It, well, yeah, or, or at least should be farther to the left and more liberal than yes. than trying to be. So yes. it's pretty. It's way too close to too conservative, <laughs> in my opinion. Yes. But. This is yeah, done yeah. by one lady who is, uh, uh da, 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 I don't remember exactly what she does for a living, but, uh, she, she does, this is what she does for a liv- living, is compiling yeah. data to try to figure out, uh, things, and this was something she did on her own. Uh, if you want to see this chart and any updated versions of this chart in the future, it's on her own website, um, allgeneralizationsarefalse.com. Uh, mm. that's all generalizations are false.com. Uh, that's where she posts this stuff up. Uh, so Will yeah, you put the link in the Facebook group. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll add it underneath the underneath for people to go check out. Uh, oh. and actually, uh, after doing this, uh, funny enough, I did, we did this story and then I went to check how bias market watches. Cause there's a few mm-hmm. sites you can go to, to check, media bias and market watch is actually a very very unbiased source uh 
uh, yeah. to be reading this story about media biased from. So mm-hmm. that's very mm-hmm. good. Uh, talking about Trump, uh, Trump nomination for the Nobel uh, Peace Prize is maybe, possibly, uh, a fake uh, <laughs> fake thing. Uh, the Norwegian Nobel Institute said Wednesday it had filled police report after receiving a seemingly fraudulently nomination for a U.S. president. I didn't know they took this so fucking serious, but I can understand why. We have good reasons to believe that the nomination we received concerning Trump was falsified, Nobel Institute Olav Nyholstad told AFP. He received prover future details, saying police were now looking into the matter. Each year, nominations for the Nobel Peace Prize must be submitted by the, uh, January 31st. Among these uh, uh, a title to propose names are members of parliament, government, former laureates, and some university professors. Uh, while the list of candidates is kept secret for at least 50 years, those who nominated are, however, are allowed to disclose their choice. Which, the, oh. I, what it comes down to, uh, according to them, in this, is yeah. they're saying that they think somebody stole somebody's identity and yes. sent in it sent it in as uh, or sent in a nomination for Trump but it says right here members of parliament government former former uh laureates and university professors so they're saying they stole mm-hmm. one of these people's identities yeah uh okay so it was the russians is that what they're saying <laughs> it's always the it's always the Russians. <laughs> uh, moving on, hundreds of uh, badly behaving uh, New York cops are allowed to stay on the force despite committing fireball offenses. A report said, uh, "This is uh, interesting. At least three hundred New York uh, uh, police officers." Uh, who committed fireball offenses in the job from 2011 through 2015, including lying, cheating, stealing, and assaulting civilians, were allowed to keep their job. And investigating by BuzzFeed News. Uh, by the way, I don't like BuzzFeed News. If you go back to the okay. chart, it's like uh, kind of in the yellow section. So it's not yeah, like way down there as like really bad but it's not um yeah. it's not i wouldn't call it the most reliable source of information but they do actually break news a lot because they do have some pretty oh, yeah. good investigations like the hulk hogan stuff uh, the hulk hogan thing was uh them wasn't it yeah. i believe so or at least uh oh, yeah. one of the one of the hulk hogan things was buzzfeed i think yeah. the other one was some other website that got shut down because they lost all their money and that got it was gawker right yeah the news website combined through hundreds of pages of n- uh, notoriously secret eternal uh, New York uh, police NYPD. officer. Yeah, yeah NYPD leaked. Uh, and it was by a force that who was ca- kept anonymous by the site and verified through more than 100 phone calls, <laughs> visits to officers' homes, interviews with a per- per- cu- prosecutor, and a prosecutors, thank you, 
and a review of court records. So they so did their due diligence here. It's not like they were just yeah. found these documents and went, oh, look what we got. They went and verified yeah. these documents as well. They verified every fucking thing. Um, this is this is really bad. Yeah, bad. I mean, the bad, thing is, bad. everybody knows, I mean, it's common knowledge that the NYPD has a very large corrupt part of it. I mean, it's common knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's not a oh, yeah. secret. Nobody is thinks it's a secret. Um, I mean, it, I even know it. Right, and you're not I'm even from, from this Norway. country. And I, I know it, and I'm yeah. from the West Coast. I'm not even <laughs> on the same coast as that. Uh, but this whole thing about uh, a one man, a one officer, a man sustained. Uh, he beat this guy up because the guy insulted him. Uh, he viciously beat him with his baton. Uh, the he required twelve staples to close one of the biggest gashes. Uh, the same officer was also accused of falsely arresting people, uh, assaulting yet another person, and fabricating evidence against a fourth person. And that's just one mm. of these three, uh, at least 300 officers that we're talking about here. Talking about assaults, uh, former Russian spy critically in the UK after exposure to substance, Sergei Skripal, 66 years old, and a woman of uh, the 30s found uh, unconscious on a bench in Salzburg shopping mall. One of the two people critically ill in the Salisbury Hospital offer suspect exposure to an unknown substance. Is the Russian man who was uh, engaged in high-profile spy swap in it, 2018. It's actually exchanged in a high-profile spy swap in 2018. So this guy was yeah. working for Ten. the Russians... And then he gave up all of the information to the UK, and the yes. Russians traded him for one of their spies. So this guy was living in the UK uh, because he had helped out the UK against the the Russians in 2010. He was put there, and now he's been mysteriously poisoned, is what they're saying. Him and his daughter collapsed on the beach. Uh oh. There's actually an update very late last night. I didn't send it to you, but uh, Britain has actually come out and said, actually, I think it, it was Boris Johnson. Let me double check that. Yeah, Boris Johnson, former secretary, has said uh, he wasn't yet accused accusing anyone of harming them. Uh, the two Russians collapsed Sunday on a bench in southern England. Uh, he's... Uh, I say to the governments around the world, this is what Johnson said, that no attempt to take in innocent life in the UK will uh, soil will go unsanctioned or unpunished. So the British uh, counterterrorism people are saying that if this turns out to be something has has something to do with the Russians, uh, they're gonna they're gonna hit back. They're gonna they're gonna oh. I'm sure Putin is shaking in his boots for what the UK will do. I am sure he's so scared. Uh, maybe. I, I, I really don't know. I mean, we've done stories in the past, a year ago or something, about how they moved all their troops up there next to the Syria border. Right. And we know how close uh, the Syrian government and Putin are. And 
yeah. that could be what they're talking about is more uh, dealing with that, maybe not attacking Russia, maybe attacking one of his allies. So that and that could piss him off just as much. So I don't know. This is an interesting story to keep following, just because this could be this could be the thing that sets off some kind of war. You know what I mean? Yeah. Talking about Putin, he said uh, in an interview that uh, Russia will never, ever, ever extradite allegate hackers to the U.S. And I, I. I'm going to say something really strange. I'm behind Putin here. <laughs> the one time I agree with Putin. Well, I mean, there's no way not to agree with him because we've talked about this on this show already. I, I, yes, I pointed yes. out that there, when they uh, were saying that there are these troll, this troll farm, uh, mm-hmm. that Mueller indicted these people, I even said, we don't have extradition treaty with Russia. So they're never going to be charged with anything. And Putin's saying if they found some kind of hackers or whatever, uh, he's saying that he he's not going to extra... Really what he said, this is what Putin actually says, never, never, Russia does not extradite its citizens to anyone, just like the United States... The, does the United States extradite its citizens to anyone? That's what he actually no, said. So if you read, yeah. uh, if you read the uh, headline, you would be a little mm. bit tricked, because he never actually said anything about hackers. That's right. just an assumption that they're making. By the hill. Right. Yeah, by the hill. <laughs> and in I other articles. Other articles as well. But um The Hill is biased, by the way. A little bit, but if you go again go back to that chart, it's more uh it's at least fact based reporting. It is a little biased one way or another, but it is in the top uh, green section as far as fact based stuff goes. And they have some oh. pretty good stuff. By the way, we are pretty biased, me and Luke. Uh, well, yeah, this I isn't am... a news show, though. We're This is more of an opinion show. We're doing a variety <laughs> show here. We don't. We just do the news to talk about it because it's stuff that needs to be talked about. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm have... really. I'm really biased. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a liberal uh, Norwegian that lives uh, <laughs> lives in a liberal country where it's well. Kind of liberal country, at least. Right. More, we don't, we more... don't falsify information to try to uh, sway the, our listeners one way or another. That's the well, real problem with like an influencer. Some people, people, some people wouldn't agree to that, but I, I know that we don't. That's well, it. they cannot agree. Uh, That's the thing. We, we're not falsifying stuff. They say they. <laughs> there was one story recently we did, and a couple people were uh, like, uh, yeah. a couple people said, oh. That's not really what's happening, and they, they. I had a few people say that to me, but we were reading directly from an article <laughs> that mm-hmm. uh, f- that was factual information. So you can't say, "Oh, that's not the truth." When we're reading from an article about facts, we're not uh, making up our own opinions all the time. Like when we make our opinions, we say, "Okay, this is what I think," but when we're mm-hmm. talking about the article, we're going to be talking about the facts. Uh, so if you disagree with an opinion, that's fine. But as soon as you start saying, oh no, that's not really what happened. And then you come up with some other thing that is not true. And then that you've, what's happened is you've been watching propaganda and you don't even realize it. Yeah. That's what, uh, that's the way I look at it. I don't know. What do you think about that whole thing, Fro? I totally agree. 
But nonetheless, uh, back to this Putin story. Uh, yes. It is a little biased to be saying something about hackers. There is, There was a story that came out this week uh, in a couple different places that we're not going to cover, but talking about Mueller right. is looking to uh, find out who hacked the DNC, but no mm-hmm. actual charges or anything have come out. So if that does come out, we'll cover it on the show when it actually happens. M- not my guess. Is, my guess it's not going to happen. I uh, right, but there, uh, he could just make stuff up. We have we really don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, no, but uh, it depends. It depends. Right. Uh, not uh, net ne- neutrality. We talked a lot about it when it uh, came out. That the FCC wanted to eliminate net neutrality. Uh, Washington now becomes the first state to approve its own net neutrality rules. I like this. Good news. Washington became the first state Monday to set up its own uh, net neutrality requirements after U.S. regulations repealed Obama area rules that banned internet providers from blocking content or interfering online traffic. We know that the D.C. fails to act. Washington State has uh, to do so. Government, uh, govern, um, uh, Jay Inslee. Jay Inslee, okay, said before signing uh, the measure that lawmakers passed with a bipartisan Oh, it was by a partisan. Good. Right. Uh, Washington State is uh, is like, it's pretty liberal in general. Even uh, the Republicans have to kind of sway that way because the state is so liberal, they'll lose votes if they don't. So Mm. So, uh, uh, this is good news. Oh, yeah, it's huge news. And it's, I mean, this is the first state to do it. So I'm assuming once, because this went through, other states are going to follow up. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon and California are some of the next states because uh, that's just generally how it works. Uh, when you look back at medical marijuana, Washington went, and then it was Oregon, and now California is doing it. They. It seems like as far as the West Coast, we go in that order when it comes to policy, uh, mostly because California, in certain places, is much more conservative, but Oregon and Washington. Washington's less conservative, and then Oregon actually has uh, a, a little bit of both. Uh, I guess Washington does too, but it's a, uh, the the central areas where the most voters are are more liberal. Uh, the interesting thing part about this FCC thing is that uh, the FCC, uh, because the FCC prohibits state law from contradicting its decision, opponents of the Washington law have said it will lead to lawsuits. So... Uh, people opposed to this are already saying they're going to stew, uh, sue Washington State. So that's right. not good. We will see. Hey, are you a millennial? I am a millennial, I guess. You are? Yes. You are. By definition, because you are born between the... What was it? 1981 and 1996. Correct. I was born two years after the cutoff date, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm born in 79, so I'm not. Right. What do you, you be Gen X, I guess, right? Yeah, I'm Gen X, yeah. So, uh, according to Pew Research, uh, which is a fairly large research center, 
Uh, they're offering a way to figure out uh, if some if you are a millennial or not. The dates have not, as of yet, or I guess now they have been, but up till now they have not really been defined. I think we've actually right. had this discussion in the past about whether yes. me and Tilly were millennials and you weren't or not. Yes. And now I guess we know yeah. the answer here. But yeah. uh, it's um, Pew, uh, Pew Research says anyone born between 1981 and 1996 will be considered a millennial and anyone born from 97 onward will be part of a new generation. So we're mm. already in a new generation, which is interesting. Mm. Post-millennials. Uh, yeah, our, we don't really know what they're going to call them yet, but that's a good I like yeah, that. Yeah, but... Uh, but uh, the Pew Center is calling it post. Oh, yeah, for now. But I think, uh, oh, it even says in the article, until a better name is established. Yes. Yes. But yes. Uh, I like that. Post-millennials. Uh, yeah, who knows what, I mean, I think kind of it, it gets determined by public consensus. I think millennial came out of mm. public consensus more than anything. A lot of people oh, yeah, being definitely. like, oh, those effing millennials. So lazy mm-hmm. millennial, lazy millennials. Uh, yeah, we're super lazy. We only like changed the entire spectrum of the political system in the last two years. But yeah, that's fine. We did. Um. <laughs> uh, interesting thing. Uh, that where where they come up with this stuff. Uh, they have to study. Uh, kind of certain types. Uh, it's certain factors that determine this mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, for instance, uh, key politics, uh, economic, social factors uh, that define uh, a generation's formative years. So th- mm-hmm. it's not necessarily just has to do with the age range. It also has they they find the age age range by figuring out uh, what key political things and economic social factors uh, tie all the all those people in that group together. Um, the center says uh, this specific group is they're citing events like the 9/11 terrorist attack, U.S. wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, and the 2007-2008 global recession, which I think that's those are really important things from my generation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got yeah. out of college, and when I got out of college, we went right into a recession, and there were no jobs right. for any of us, and most of the people that I knew had tons of debt from being in college. I didn't, personally. I was mm, lucky, though. Mm. Um, a lot of people were in huge debt, and they couldn't find good jobs. And so that was a huge factor for our, our generation. And a lot of the reasons people say millennials are lazy, it's it, yeah, uh, which is just a joke, really, at this point. I yeah. think everybody knows it's oh, a yeah. joke. So, uh, When we get our segments for Tron Tells the Truth, how does it work? Like, uh, we never told the audience how it works. He can talk about anything, can't he? We have not said he uh, can talk about this. Yeah, we never, or... we don't really edit him unless he makes, like, a mistake somewhere in his thing. I've edited out a little mistake here or there occasionally, but, wow. um, yeah, we don't really censor. He does his own thing. Like like we said, if anybody else wanted wants to do something like this, feel free to send in some kind of audio file, but Tron has been here for a long time. He's been doing it for over a year now. And yeah, yeah he, we just let him do his thing. And what is he going to talk about today? Well, he's going to talk a lot about politics, but he's calling it something about stuff. 
This is Trump and Trump tells the truth. Sometimes you want to talk about an issue but don't want to talk about the person's name because it's Mickey Puke in a microphone. This is one of those days. Political conservatives have been hardest line against Donald Trump. Come out, come out on CNN a few days ago and tell that, yeah, we need some more moderate politics. On the ask, when the journalist asked, would you be in a new initiative, a new party in the center? He said, yeah, because they're so hardcore on the right and they're hardcore people on the left. Well, I ask again, who is the hardcore people on the left? Again, it's the Republican glasses. It's like everything is not their idea, everything is new, and something changed from the normal order. It's hardcore leftism. Well, most of the ideas who've been brought out on Bernie Sanders and others, it's not that radical ideas in most parts of the world. Definitely not where I live. Uh, here's the, here is the basic of a daily uh, conservative agenda, because we have moderate conservatives. The problem is that you don't have a left and a right party in the United States. I told, talked about this before. You have two parties to the, to the right. And everything conservatives try to talk about being moderate is far gone. Because a conservative is moderate, is only just a hard was was a hardcore Republican twenty years ago. Did you know that um, Obamacare was Bob Dole's idea in the early nineties? Yeah, now it's a hardcore Marxist idea. But also going to talk about numbers because when it comes to conservatism, conservatives often see multiply things. When you're going to scare people, they multiply things. If they see three black people talking about human rights, they see a horde of Black Panthers running in the United States. Yes, they do. When, when you say, if you're going to talk something nice about Iran, well, then you're for the enemy. If you talk about good, something good about France, well, I don't have to say what to say then. But they always multiply things. There are always more war criminals than ever. It's more terror than ever. It's more of this, it's more of that, it's more of this and more of that. The only thing there's more of is tax cut. The only thing is more of is more power to the wealthy 1%. And the only thing is more of is more weapons to the military. But those three things, they don't want to discuss because there you can give more and more and more and more. To the common people, less, less, less and less. I've seen positive things. I talked about it in my last segment that young people are now standing up. I hope it's keep them standing up. If you lose the middle election now, well, don't let that hurt you. Because my generation, we fucked up. I don't look to the old wise men anymore. I look to the young people. Yes, the so-called snowflakes, the, the, ooh, the terrible millennials. I look to them to see solutions. Because they look like the real adults in the room. The adults in the room, white, angry people, they are on fuck asshole groups on Facebook and sending dick pictures of their dicks. This is what Tron, with Tron tells the truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Uh, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com another digital citizen at gmail.com please please email us <laughs> please yeah feel free to email about anything you disagree about politics any tv you've seen in the week uh movies uh 
you could have done Academy Awards this week if you would have chosen. Wrestling, we talk about. Uh, Alone Together, if you've seen it. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in the week. Any news stories that you think you want us to cover, uh, go ahead and send them to us and we'll try to talk about them. We also have a Facebook group yeah, that you can join. Another a digital citizen on Facebook. Time for Eurovision. Eurovision, well, this time, <laughs> this part of Eurovision, at, at least. Uh, uh, to uh, different countries. Uh, let's go with Moldova uh, first look. Okay. What did you think about Moldova? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to kind of... Uh, I watched this last night, but I'm trying. I'm having a hard time remembering exactly which one is which. Mm. Well, I didn't like any of them. <laughs> oh. Well, they somebody they just heard Spoiler. the very beginning uh, two beats because I started looking at Moldova and it just went into the recording. But whatever. Um. Uh. Right. This is the one with the mirrors. Yes. Okay. Uh. I thought this was the most Eurovision-y song. Uh, uh, in my yes. head, what a Eurovision song is. Yes. It yes. was, this, is, so this is the most Eurovision-y song we've yeah. done yet. Does yeah, that make sense? I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, but in a bad way. In a bad way, Eurovision, in a way. Because like, it, it sounds like something I've heard 60,000 times before because I followed the Eurovision. Um, right, that's what I was going to say. It, it is very generic. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's even generic, generic for just a normal song. Yeah. Um, the stage, like the performance they did is not great. Mm. So I got to give them, I can't give them credit for that. Um, no. Really, this isn't a very good song. I guess <laughs> I don't know where else to go from there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Why don't you do out of 10 first? Because I, I got nothing on this song. I actually, this is my first zero out of 10. Okay, I'll I'll agree with you. I I I don't have any reason to say any anything uh, positive about it. I'm trying to think of one yeah. positive thing to say about it. and I really I've got nothing. So, uh, it's it's shit. It's, they're not it's, they're not great yeah. singers, and you would think no. that they would. As two people, there's two people. They're doing kind of a duet. That they would harmonize a little and, better, and, and, and no, they don't. Yes, they do and they can't harmonize. It's exactly. So fucking irritating. I listened to that song. And I was thinking, oh, this is such a pee break. Um, oh, terrible, 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 terrible. I, I, I'm going to guess that they will not reach the final. I, I will be super fucking surprised if they go through the final. Oh no, I don't know. They're, they're no. f just from the songs we've already seen, I would say no. Mm, no. Uh, well, we will go up somewhat in quality uh, to Slovenia, uh, from Moldova to Slovenia. But I picked I picked two awful songs this week. Yes. Um, this was also <laughs> not a very good song. Uh, not that the performance... It's, it's better... Than, I, I, will give the, I will give them this. It's better than Moldova. Definitely. Uh, yeah. But the performance also is like a thousand times better. As far yeah. as like the lighting, the dancing, yeah. the yeah. choreography, that stuff yeah. is way better. The song, yeah. 
I don't know. It, it's better, but it's not that much better. But no, the production value puts it up a lot. Um, yeah. What I don't know if you if you need to go back and watch this or not, but somewhere towards the end, she's got these four backup dancers. Yes. Do you know what I'm going to say already, Fro? Yes. Yes, okay. I think so. And they have these uh, combat boot, uh, high heeled yes. combat boots on. <laughs> Yes, yes. And there's one dancer on the right-hand side in the back. <laughs> and they're doing they're doing this one dance move and she almost eats shit. <laughs> she 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 almost trips. It's she, so I, Yeah. It looks like she's going to break her ankle cuz she's got these oh, giant yeah. cow, or um combat boot high heels on and so her ankle <laughs> goes tweak and she almost falls over but she catches herself yeah. and she keeps going and it's like she uh, it was super noticeable, but she, at least she caught herself and she kept going. And uh, I'm sure she was embarrassed <laughs> afterwards. But well, but yeah, both me and you saw that. I, okay. I, was, I was laughing. Yeah. And if yeah. anybody else wants to go see it, it's uh, what Leah Shirk uh, Cirque with Havala. Uh, it's the Slovenia Eurovision, but it, it's oh, like yeah, around, and it happens yeah, at around like two minutes twenty, something like that. Uh, Moldova is in English, isn't it? Uh, where Slovenia is in in Slovenia. No, other way around. So the oh, it's the other so, way around. Yeah. 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 So this is the English uh, song. It it helps this song that it's in English. Kind right. of. I like the beat, and she is a very good singer, but it's pretty generic. Oh, uh, oh very generic. Female vocal kind of. Uh, it's like she wanted to be Rihanna, but she's not Rihanna kind of song. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you giving this? I'll give it a one. One? Um, yeah, I will give it a one. I think I will go with you. <coughs> not a big, uh, great pick. But I can promise you that next week we will talk about the Norway... Uh, Norwegian... One, because okay. guess what? Norway has their final this weekend. Alrighty, sounds good. Mm-hmm. So we will talk about the Norwegian winner. And I'm going to try to not be biased. <laughs> okay, that is never going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, this is the best thing ever. Well, when it came to best director in the Oscars <laughs> later on, maybe you should have been less biased, bro. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Hey, we moved uh, the wrestling book a little down, uh, but that doesn't mean it's less important. It's time for the book of Margaret, and it's been some good lists and some bad lists. And last time we have the best nicknames. Are you ready, Luke? Uh, yeah. Let's do a new list. Top 10 superstars from parts unknown. So, right, okay. This is uh, the strange superstar that had kept their place buff shrouded in mystery. Who is... The best or the most known from parts unknown. Um, uh, this is hard. I don't remember all the ones that were from parts unknown. Uh, oh, this is pretty 
This is pretty famous. <laughs> I want to say Ultimate you... Warrior was from Parts yeah, Unknown, so I'm going to go with is... that. That is 100% correct, and he's number one. Nice! I finally got one correct again. Ah, <laughs> you got one! <laughs> For a minute, uh, I was yeah. thinking I was thinking Undertaker, and then I was like, no, Undertaker's from Death no, Valley, which is, is different. from Death Valley, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to guess number two? Uh, I, I got nothing. I, don't, I can't even think of somebody it's a, else. It's a tag team. Uh, uh, I don't know. If I say Axe and Smash? Oh, yeah. All right. Demolition. I should have known three, that one. Uh, it's the Warlord. All right. Okay. Horrible uh, wrestler. But yes, he was for Parts yeah. Unknown. <laughs> Terrible wrestler. Uh, number four is Papa Shango. Alright, yeah. Uh, number five is The Missing Link. Alright. I, I should have rem remembered all of these, but when you're on the spot, it's harder to remember things. Number six is Doink the Clown. Number right. seven is Seuss. Oh, I didn't, re I didn't remember that. Alright. Huh? Number eight is Avatar. What? <laughs> The Masked Superstar had a regular home at the WWE. Never heard of him. I don't know. Did he have a arrow on his head? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, number nine is the Berserker. All right, yeah. And number ten is Bastion Booger. Oh, I didn't remember that either. All right. Oh. I should have remembered most of those except for the, like, the, the last two, I guess. But. Oh. Uh. But that was a good list, and you did it. You did. You you got the points. Not bad. Yeah, I like. Yeah, that's good. Maybe I'll be back ah. on a winning streak if I get one next week. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Thank you again, Margaret, for the book of Margaret. The book of Margaret. Yeah, talking about wrestling. Uh, how did you find wrestling this week? Uh, let me think. Um, I fast forwarded really quickly through it because i had no time to do anything this week so i i actually watched raw on tuesday Ooh. as i was watching uh smackdown live when it went to a commercial <laughs> i would pause i would put smackdown on mute and watch rock that's how little oh. time i had this week i was trying to uh multitask and at the same time while i was doing that i was doing podcast stuff so it was like i was super multitasking yesterday Wow. Uh, Raw was pretty good. SmackDown was even better. Uh, I'm going to say it. I'm looking forward to Fastlane. This is... Uh, uh, the one thing that I... Never... I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, words I never thought I would say. I'm looking forward to Fastlane. Um, yeah. The only thing that kind of, like overshadows Fastlane a little bit to me was finding out on Raw that we're going to have the ultimate deletion, which yeah. I'm really excited about, but at the same time, know that WWE will somehow screw this up. Mm -hmm. Number one, because we know they can't do anything post-production well without making it way over the top, 
like uh, the last Bray Wyatt Randy Orton thing with the house on fire and all that garbage. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I'm I, looking I, forward to it too. Just don't yeah, get your hopes up yeah. because again, remember the other person involved in this feud is Bray Wyatt, and nothing ever goes right with Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, I'm 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 just I'm just thinking that this will be good actually. <laughs> I'm just hoping they give Matt Hardy a lot of creative control and that yeah. will help. And if they don't, oh, yeah. it'll be really bad if they do. And it's just, it's going to be a toss up and I'm still looking forward to it. Even if it's really bad, it'll be mm-hmm. really bad in a very mockable way. So even that I'm looking forward to. Uh, interesting promo from uh, Mr. Cena on raw. Uh, even more interesting promo from, uh, Mr. AJ Styles. Then we had the friends. Oh, I promise I will lay down for you at the pay-per-view. And then he... (laughs) Then he goes and pins him. (laughs) It was kind of a weird ending of SmackDown because it seemed like Sami Zayn wasn't finished talking, but they ran out of TV time. So they just kind of like cut him off, which was a little strange, but it also worked. Uh, So I wasn't mad about it. No, no. But I'm, I'm... I'm really looking forward to fast lane look. There has to be something wrong with me. Looking forward to fast lane. Wow. Well, one thing I got to say about SmackDown that is always a plus, at least from our perspective, is that mm-hmm. they always at least have the matches set for the pay per view by Wednesday yeah. when we do the show, like uh, yeah. like Raw last or two weeks ago, where there were only four matches booked. It's like, how are you supposed to be excited for a pay-per-view when they haven't even booked the matches on the show, you know? I know. Okay, what have you watched on TV this week, Luke? Uh, Not much, actually. I was out of town. I visited with my sister, brother-in-law, and my niece and nephew. And me and my nephew, who is four years old, he's learning to ride his bike, actually. So I went out and helped him learn to ride his bike, which is really fun. Uh, He just got a new bike. With training wheels, like a big kid bike, his very first one. And he's he's doing pretty good. He can look straight forward and actually ride. Occasionally, he'll miss the pedals with his feet. You know what I mean? But uh, we, me and him watched... Uh, we watched uh, his favorite show, I think. At least right now, he's got one of his favorite shows. It's called Bubble Guppies. What? Okay. Have you ever heard of this? Nope. It's actually, the bad guy is a witch, and it's uh, voiced by Wanda Sykes, if you know who that is. Yeah, yeah, I know. Pretty famous comedian, yeah. Yeah. She's pretty good in it. It's about um, some kids who are, everybody in in this is a mermaid, or a merman, merperson. (laughs) They're they're merpeople, all right? Okay, Um, okay. And Wanda Sykes plays a witch, who is a merwitch, all right? And at least in one of the episodes I watched, it was, like, basically all fairy tales. So, of mm-hmm. course, they're mer people. They're underwater, right? Mm-hmm. Except there's this scene in it where it's Jack and Jill. They go up the hill to fetch a pail of water. So mm. there's a well. They go down in the well. They get water out of the well, and it's in the pail. Remind you, they're mer people underwater. Yeah. <laughs> they're underwater. Why do they need to go... To get water. A pail of water, and how does the pail of water hold the water in the pail when there's water all around? Yeah. And then they go to Jack and the Beanstalk, and they're up with the giant. (laughs) And in the giant's castle, there's a giant fireplace with a big fire burning in it. 
Again, okay. they're underwater. <laughs> so there are some very uh, problematic things that I'm like, uh, this could confuse a four-year-old child, uh, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, the only uh, other thing I saw this week was Survivor, yeah. which I'm sure Fro saw. I didn't. You haven't seen Survivor yet? Okay. Nay. I've not seen Survivor. Okay, well, I, the other the new one is tonight. Second episode tonight. Uh, okay. The other thing that's tonight is Big Brother Canada, so looking forward yes. to that. But yes. I'm going to call this Survivor, Survivor Not Exile Island. <laughs> oh, really? Because, yeah, you know how much I dislike Exile Island, and I've always yes. disliked it. Well, they, I hate it. They decided to name it something different and act like it's not Exile Island, even though it totally uh, is. <laughs> so they're trying to trick uh, people into thinking it's not that, but there's totally an uh, uh, Exile uh, Island on this. But we're going to call it Survivor Not Exile Island, because it's totally not that, even though it is. Is it uh, people that's been there before? or is No, all new people. Um, nice. And it's, uh, it's called Ghost Island, and the whole thing with the new island, island is uh, when you go there, you get... Um, an idol, uh, you get a, a some type of idol that was in a previous season that maybe wasn't used correctly, or maybe it was an idol that didn't get used and somebody got kicked out. So they're like right. haunted or like ghost idols. Uh, cool. And there's different ways they're using them for the show. But overall, the first episode, I would say it's still pretty good, but I dislike Exile Island. So get rid of that crap. Mm-hmm. What about you, Fro? How about TV this week? A TV this week, uh, not much. Uh, I saw that Vaco was done. Uh, it's only actually six episodes. Uh, I've seen the three first episodes of Vaco, and I am somewhat disappointed in it. Uh, I thought it would be better. Uh, I'm not sure if I like it. Okay. But, uh, I mean, it's six episodes, so <coughs> I, I will probably see it all. But it's like, I was really looking forward to it. I had it on my list of uh, most anticipated uh, TV shows this uh, um, season, so... I'm. I'm. I was a little. I think the acting in it is under par. So right. I say it's mildly. What <laughs> do you know? What station it's on by any chance? I don't even remember. Uh, Waco. No yeah. fucking clue. Oh, okay. No that clue. might give us an indication as why the acting is so bad. But uh, right after Raw and SmackDown was the two Tupac Biggie thing, which I didn't watch, but I saw little clips of, and it looks awful as well. So. Hmm. Uh, what else have I seen this week? Have I seen anything else this week? Oh, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> hey, look. Do you want to hold a secret between you and me? We promise sure. not to tell, tell yeah. anyone. Yeah, I won't no? tell anybody. Why Good. would I tell anybody? No. Do you know what I downloaded this week? I have no idea. I downloaded the Bachelor Winter Games. That's not real. I don't believe you. Yeah. It's called the Bachelor Winter Games. I haven't seen any 
<laughs> yet. <laughs> but I have uh, downloaded the first season of it. I can't wait to watch it one night when I really need to sleep. <laughs> okay. How is that the show? <laughs> I don't know. That show is still on the air somehow, even um, though it's the worst, one of the worst shows. I mean, it's not the worst show. It's not the Swan, but it's pretty bad. Oscars! It's time for Oscars! Let's go through and see who wins. The winners will win and the losers will lose and somebody will get a lot of points and decide what to do on a future episode of uh, another digital I don't show. think that's actually real. <laughs> we never made a stipulation as to what somebody would win in this, but I guess we can uh, do that. That's fine. That's that's what I always win. Uh, best Documentary. One by Icarus. Right, and Fro got a point there. He picked that. I picked yeah. last, uh, last man in Aleppo, and Tilly picked. Jeez, uh, Ab- Abacus? That can't be right. Is that was that on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Best animated feature film was the winner was Coco, which me and Coco. Fro picked. We both got a point there. Mm-hmm. Until he did not pick that. Uh, did we have best foreign film? No. Okay. Best adapted screenplay. Call me by your name. Why the fuck did this win? I got a point there because it was really uh, uh, made to be. Uh, it was made. It seems like specifically for them to vote for this category. When you think yeah. about it. Uh, it really did. It, this was the only category in my mind it had a chance of winning, and so mm. I think they decided this is the one we're going to give it to. And personally, but that's why I picked it. Uh, Fro picked Disaster Artist, and Tilly picked. I don't have it. Oh, she picked Disaster Logan. Ar- oh, Logan. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. Best original screenplay. Get out by Jordan Peele. I was so happy that he won, even though I didn't pick it. I was happy as well. Um, I was really happy mostly because I feel like a little bit, a little bit like I called it a few years ago when my top movie of the, it was my number two top movie of the year was Keanu. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And nobody, it was like, it was kind of this movie that nobody liked or, uh, it wasn't really critically acclaimed, I guess is the good word. I I liked it. I, I, I thought, I'm not saying I thought, people didn't like it. I'm saying it wasn't critically acclaimed. It wasn't like, it wasn't a top big talked about film or anything. Oh, but I remember oh, yeah. thinking, man, this this guy has something. Like, there's something oh. about this movie. That, and then, and he helped write that movie, and he helped write this movie. And the very next yeah. year, he gets he gets this uh, award, and I was kind of like, yeah, he deserves it. Even even I think a little bit he deserves this because of Keanu because. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if whoever gave him the shot at making Get Out, they saw Keanu and they saw what I saw in his writing uh, abilities. So, right. Have you got the point there? Uh, nobody. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Best supporting actress, Alison Janney in I Tonya. Uh, which Fro got a point. Uh, I did not. I, I put Leslie Manville and Tilly had picked uh, Laurie Metcalf. 
Best Supporting Actor, Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Which I got a point for. Uh, Fro picked Defoe, and Tilly had picked Woody Harrelson. Best Actress, Frances McDormand for Three Billboards. Uh, which Fro had picked. Uh, I picked Sally Hawkins, oh. and Tilly had picked uh, Ronan. Right. Best actor, Gary Oldman for The Darkest Tower. Which Fro picked. Another point for Fro there. I picked uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, which I was kind of upset that he didn't get it, get yeah. this. Just because I think... Well, not only it's that he deserved last. it, because yeah, because it's his yeah. last, uh, yeah. last go. So it seemed like they would throw him a bone. You know what I mean? But I think right. a lot of the w- way I pick Oscars, especially... Uh, because of last year, uh, the way things mm. have been in the last bunch of years is like I pick it thinking they're gonna the they're gonna be doing it for political reasons. And this year was the first year I think they weren't really picking as politically as they have in past years. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Best director, Gil Del Toro for The Shape of Water, which. Uh, Tilly got a point for me and Fro got that wrong. He picked Thomas Anderson, and I picked Jordan Peele for this. Best picture: The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro, again. Which Tilly got a point there. Me and Fro picked wrong. Uh, I picked The Post, and you picked Three Billboards. And this was mm-hmm. the one really that made me go, "Oh, they're not picking this based on political stuff." Right. Because if they were, it, The Post would have won. And that's the only yeah. reason I picked it. If I thought they were going to pick the actual best movie, I pick, I would have picked The Shape of Water. So mm-hmm. So that was the Oscars. Uh, so what is the points after the Oscars? Uh, I, don't, I didn't calculate that out. We'll just do them all, all together. Okay. Then we go to the Rassies. We do that in uh, reverse order as well. Uh, Rassies. Uh, for worst screenplay became the Mochi movie. Right, and I uh, all right, I got a point there. Fro had picked Baywatch, and Tilly had picked Baywatch. Worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel: Fifty Shades Darker. Fro got a point there. I had said Boo Two, and Tilly had said The Mummy. Worst. Screen uh, combo to emojis, uh, emoji movies. Uh, Tilly picked Fifty Shades Darker. Uh, Fro picked Boo 2, and I had picked uh, Johnny Depp, so nobody got a point there. Which supporting actress, Kim Basinger for Fifty Shades Darker? I had picked Basinger. Uh, I got a point there. Fro had picked uh, Han and... Tilly picks Susan Sarandon. Worst supporting actor, Mel Gibson for Daddy's Home. Right. Who got a point here? Uh, Nobody, I think. No, you got a point here. Oh. Right, because you had changed because... We're supporting... Yeah, she picked uh, Javier Bardum. Oh, yeah, I... I was going to say mother, yeah. Right. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, you got a point there. And where? what did I pick? 
I can't even read my writing. But I got it wrong, nonetheless. <laughs> Go back and listen List. to the other show. <laughs> yes. Worst actress, Tyler Perry, Butu Halloween. Tilly gets a point there. Um, I, uh, what did you pick? You picked, um... Jennifer Lawrence, I think. No, I didn't. I uh, picked Jennifer Lawrence, and you yeah. picked, uh... You called to Johnson, I think. Maybe yes. for Fifty Shades, yeah. Worst actor, Tom Cruise for The Mummy. Uh, which... Tilly None got a point there. Oh, okay. Uh, I picked, or you picked uh, Wahlberg, and I had picked uh, Efron. Right, so we, mm. we both got it wrong. Worst director, Tom Leodis for the Mojo movie. Uh, you got a point there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tilly picked James Foley. I had picked Kurtzman. And worst picture, the Mojo movie. Uh, and Fro got a point there. Uh, Tilly picked Baywatch, and I had picked Fifty Shades. Uh, I would have. Me and Tilly both agreed we would have picked Emoji, but we all wanted to make it interesting, so you know. Yeah. Uh, overall, overall, Tilly had four, I had six, and you had nine. Ooh, nine. So, yep. Woohoo! I won. We did a lot better than last year, as far as I remember. Last year we yes. got like three yes. and four and five or something. So yeah, we yeah, at least yeah, yeah. We were a little three, more accurate. Three uh, last years. <laughs> right. I don't think yeah. Tilly got a single right out of the Oscars, but she got all oh. the four out of the Razzies. So she's better at the bad movies than she is at the good movies. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know what you, we're doing? Uh, Sure, I guess so. We're doing something Norwegian again. Uh, kind of. Uh, we're doing stories from Norway. A comedy... Musical thing? Yeah. Sure. By the Elvis brothers that made the fox. What does the fox say? You remember that song? Uh, yeah. Uh, mostly just because we did it. It was in that one show, remember? Uh, <laughs> what was that show? The Cabin oh, Show. The Cabin Show. It should have been show. called The Cabin, but it was The Guest yeah. Book, right. But it should have been yeah, called The, the Cabin. Book. Yeah. <laughs> So we're doing stories from Norway. All right, we'll so figure out where that goes because we had not actually planned on having somebody win something, but okay. Okay. Main topic: Eurovision. Yoo-hoo! Euro. Woohoo! Wish. Ha Um. Yes. Uh, I have to ask you. Uh, before we looked into this, what did you know about Eurovision? It's kind of like a wide spectrum of... I, I, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> Did you know anything? Well, obviously, we've been covering Eurovision for a long time. I mean, I knew what I knew from the show. Is that a good answer? I don't really know how yeah. to answer the question. Yeah, no, no. That's a, that's a okay uh, answer. Uh, this has been a long-going contest... Uh, it uh, in French this uh, contest is called and I, are you ready for my French uh, uh, Concours Eurovision de 
Le Chance. Oh, how was that? Uh, I guess so. Is that where it started? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, we, it started uh, actually in uh, as a really, really, really small contest. Uh, it's it's been going on uh, since nineteen fifty six. And it's one of the longest-running television programs in the world. It also has the most watched non-sporting event in the world, with the audience figures in recent years quoted as being between 100 million and 600 million international. Eurovision has been broadcast outside Europe, Several countries do not compete, such as the United States, Canada, New Zealand, and China. Uh, but in 2015, Australia was allowed to compete as a guest entrance as a part of the celebration of their 60-year anniversary. And uh, uh, in, in November of 2015, uh, the EBU, uh, the Eurovision Broadcasting Unit, uh, announced that it has invited back Australia, and it has Australia has now uh, competed since 2015. So, other than other than Australia, uh, every country is somewhat European. Because uh, have... I would I would say that's not 100 percent true. <laughs> well, I mean, I Russia is clearly in Asia. So, sorry, Russia is clearly in Asia. Well, some parts of it is in 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 Asia, Europe. right? Well, uh, some of it is in Europe. Is that true? I don't think that's true. Of course, Russia is in Europe. I um... <laughs> what are you talking about? All of Russia is not in 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 Asia. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I I, I just be big big. Big, big part of of Russia is in Europe, my friend. Trust me. But oh, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, East. Oh, yeah, Europe. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So uh, Ireland holds the record for most victories. They won the contest seven times, including four times in five years: ninety-two, ninety-three, ninety-four, and ninety-six. Um, uh, with the current voting system, the highest scorer is last year's winner, uh, Salvador Sobral. Uh, but before that, uh, with the old winning system, the highest scorer was Alexander Rybak of Norway. And he won with 387 points in 2009. Right, uh, and believe it or not, it that was held in Russia. So of course, yeah, the Russians did it. That's my excuse for Norway getting that <laughs> many points. Um, any notable winners of of uh, Eurovision that you can think of? Uh, well, I guess ABBA is probably a good yeah. notable winner. I think that's probably like mm. the most famous band ever. That kind of came out of Eurovision 
Oh yeah. Am I wrong? Definitely. Is there somebody else to? No. Uh, maybe Celine Dion. Uh, oh right. Okay, but I would in... I wouldn't really consider that a band. But no. yes, yeah, Celine Dion as a singer. I guess you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe the most famous winner is Celine Dion. Wait a second. Uh, she won. Celine Dion. Who did she? Switzerland. Who did she sing, she did saw, she sing uh, for? Switzerland. Isn't she Canadian? <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to have people that's oh. not from oh, okay. your country. You know? I did not know uh, that. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, some other winners. Uh, Busfis uh, is one of my favorites uh, for the 1981 for United Kingdom. Uh, uh, when I hear... I know it's Eurovision. Like I, 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 I get goosebumps on on my 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 arm just singing just singing that song. Where every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, it's Eurovision, it's Eurovision. So, uh, and I mean, the first contact. Uh, contest would take place in 1956, as I said, in Lugano in Switzerland. Um, and uh, but the name Eurovision was used uh, by the UPE in 1951. The first contest uh, was all only seven countries. Each uh, sub uh, submitting two songs. Oh, okay. that, would, that uh, makes a little yeah. more sense, I guess. Yeah, it'd be a weird contest if it was just seven songs, but I mean, you could still yeah. do it. It'd just be weird. Uh, that was the only contest in which more than one song per country was performed. So, the first one since 1957, all contests uh, has allowed one entry per country. This is probably a good time to go over to the rules and talk about the yes. rules a little bit. Let's uh, do it. Uh, let's see. I guess uh, each each country in Eurovision uh, is entitled to enter just one song. We just mentioned that. Mm -hmm. The contest is uh, final is limited to 26 songs. Uh, apart from 2015, when 27 countries took part uh, uh, following, oh, because of Australia. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, big five countries, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, and United Kingdom, as they are the five largest economic contributors to the contest, are rewarded an automatic spot to the final. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, with that UK song this year, they now they have an even better chance of winning, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. And of course, the host country also gets is, an automatic spot, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, ten qualifier because they're obviously putting a lot of money into the production right. and everything. Yeah, ten yeah. qualifiers for the semifinal one, uh, and ten qualifiers from semifinal two go on to the final. Um, you're not allowed to have any previously published music. Uh, mm -hmm. Any song, uh, the entering song is also not allowed to be a cover of any previous song. Uh, mm -hmm. You're not allowed to sample any other artist's work in the beat or any so anything like that. 
mm-hmm. must be completely original songwriting and instrumental. Um, another thing is no, you can't have an, an entirely instrumental composition. Uh, it, there yeah. has to be some kind of vocals in there, even if it's chanting or something like that. I think right, and uh, and Norway almost <laughs> got uh, criticism because we won uh, with a song called Nocturne, and I think it has like seven lines of <laughs> of of, uh, of song, actually right. song, and rest of it uh, it, it is uh, in in instrumental. So uh, there. There's a reason why this rule is there. <laughs> Apparently, Austria in 2011 had an a cappella song, but mm. then they'd started in with instruments towards the end. So that's another example of, of the, what you were just saying, of that somebody kind of stretching the rules a little bit, maybe. Um, yeah. Which I guess they pro- my guess is they added the instruments at the end just so they could qualify. I bet you anything yeah. that's true. Um, let's see. Performers. Current rules state that the country are allowed to have six performers on stage and the performers must be 16 years or older. Uh, so I guess even that probably includes backup dancers and everything, right? Only six performers on stage. But I was reading actually an interesting thing that's not in this list of rules that has to do with, uh, it was when we were watching the, was it Moldova that had the, the duet with the mirrors? Mm, think so. Yes, okay. The one lady, there's a part in it where it looks like she pulls the mic away and there's her voice is still singing. So I was like, and I even mentioned this two years ago, I think, Fro, with the winner, where I was like, was she lip syncing? And you're like, no, mm. she. They're not. they don't allow lip syncing. And I right. did a little research and they don't allow lip syncing, but they do allow backup vocals of with people who are not actually on stage. Right. So you'll hear vocals coming from somewhere. Uh, they also are allowed to use backup track vocals. Mm-hmm. So if you see them pull their mic away and it seems like how are they singing without their mic near their voice, it's because they either have a backup vocalist or somebody in the back doing backup vocals uh, or backup vocals on the track, I'm sorry, is what I meant. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. interesting is like there's no lip syncing, but you are allowed to have a backup vocal that's happening that that makes your voice sound better, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, this rule, uh, the rule of the, the, how old you have to be, was introduced in 1990. As two contestants th- this year were uh, uh, that year were 11 and 12 years old. Mm-hmm. So I guess after that they decided we're, we can't have these little kids doing this. I'm not really sure why. They don't say why. Yeah, because uh, Sandra Kim won in Belgium 1986 and she was 13 years old then. Right, but it doesn't say why they decided it can only be 16 and up. Uh, I uh, think it's just just like child labor and things like that, maybe. And I guess, but I mean, kids, then... kids. I was going to say, but then what about, like, Justin Bieber? Shouldn't somebody be arrested for him even having a career? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we all think somebody should be arrested for having him having a a career. career. I guess that's true. All right. But uh, uh, can you tell us a little about languages? That is one of the things that's interesting. Uh, No restriction on language. Uh, Let's see. Uh, for, oh, from 1966 to 1972, and again in 1978, 
songs were required to be to be performed in a national language. I'm assuming that mm. means of the country they're from. Yes. Uh, yes. The national language rule was uh, actually instituted shortly before 1997, but some countries had already selected non-national language entries, uh, mm. and they were allowed to enter with those uh, without any changes. Uh, in 99, the restriction was again lifted, uh, and songs could be performed in any language. Which uh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, 2003, Belgium made full use of this free language rule. Uh, they entered a song called Sanomi, and that is actually artificial language created especially for that song. <laughs> Yeah. That's funny because I know a girl named that. She pronounces it Shimani, but I know yeah. somebody with that exact name. That's hilarious. And that's proved to be successful because the country's finished second, only two points behind Turkey. <laughs> to be honest with you, I would love to see them go back to a restriction of it having to be your your mm. your own national. I I think that would it may make it interesting, even if it was just for one year. I, it mm. would make. I think it would uh, make the stakes higher, but at the same time, like we've talked in the past, it would give an advantage to any English-speaking uh, singer, so that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some rules changed by air. Uh, I, um, because now now uh, there's oh a three-minute uh, uh, maximum of the song. And in 1957... After Italy's song lasted five minutes and nine seconds, the rule changed to limit the songs into three minutes. I mean, five so minutes that's... is not that long of a song, really. But uh, uh, I mean, it's no great—it's no Grateful Dead song. It's no uh, free bird. No. <laughs> no. True. And uh, but they have changed uh, the changed. The voting system, uh, a lot of, lot of times, that's more, uh, more, uh, more or less uh, what they have done. But in 2008, with a record entry of 43, a second semi-final introduced was introduced. Uh, juries were uh, used to accolade a wild card place in the final. Each uh, of the semi-finals, 25 countries now compete in the final. Um, 2010, people can vote from the first song until the end of the vote. Uh, in, uh, but then, in 2016, this is what uh, I find interesting, a new voting system was introduced. Entries now receive one, po- uh, one set of points from the jury and one set of po- points from the televoting. And that's and that's more fair, if you ask me, because uh, the winner will be a better winner because, uh, like, the jury can always like think, oh, this is a good song for 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 mu- musicians and things like right. that, and and it's more voting for for actually the best song if if sure. Uh, it's both televotes and and the jury. I think I uh, it could be a problem. It, it, that's a good idea and, and it's a good concept as long as the jury is not biased towards one side or another. They have to be perfectly unbiased. Uh, 
mm. because you could end up with this is this is super delegates, bro. You know, if they're mm. all on Hillary Clinton's side, <laughs> and then uh, it'll skew the voting. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, it, it, if they all pick something, and uh, the televotes all pick something else, the jury could counteract that and make somebody win who the audience didn't want to win, which could be a problem in my, like, you see what I'm saying? I mm. may not ever come up, but I see it as a, a, a possible problem that could arise in the future. So, uh, like I said, uh, the first uh, uh, seven countries in 1956 was Belgium, France, Germany, Italy, Luxembourg, Netherlands, and Switzerland. Uh, in 1960, Norway had their uh, first entrance. Uh, Israel was in 73. Cyprus 81. Iceland as far uh, as as uh, late as 86, actually, pretty late. Wouldn't you say? Where all the other countries in uh... in the Nordic countries. I'm not really sure on the history of Iceland and what was going on before then, so I, I'm not really mm. sure if that's in, that, that's weird or not, but... Mm, it's a little weird. Yeah, so the host country is always uh, always the winner. It all it hasn't always been there uh, because of that, because uh, there are some times that it has been hosted in other places because they either can't afford to... Uh, have it in their country, or they don't have a suitable place. Uh, for example, in 1972, uh, BBC in Edinburgh uh, was uh, when Monaco didn't have a suitable uh, venue. So then the BBC take over because of previous experience. Well, because they also happen to be a, a, one of the five biggest countries, I'm sure that had to do a lot yeah. with it as well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of of uh, uh, things to do with rehearsals, and you, I I follow things like that. Uh, and uh, like you said, uh, uh, I think maybe the most interesting thing is like the voting. The voting is is so tense. Um, the leader of the YBU is actually now called Jon Olsson, and he's Norwegian, and he has been uh, uh, a YBU leader since 2011. So uh, Norway will always have had a a close relationship. But we talked a little about it last year. Uh, there has been some political uh, issues with it. Uh, one of the most funny things, I think it is, it's in 2000 and song. They had, uh, 2009, sorry, they had a song called We Don't Wanna, wanna Put In. As, like, put in. And it was selected to uh, represent Georgia. However, the text it was bad because they uh, they uh, uh, interpreted it as a criticism against Putin. Huh. Oh, and oh, right. And that year, it was hosted by Russia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of important <laughs> to the story. But yes. <laughs> 
So yeah, no, we, but um, it's always a little like the neighbor countries vote for each other's. It's always been been like that. Sweden Sweden never votes for us, and we always vote for Sweden. <laughs> hey, what's going on? So uh, what is really up with that whole feud there between Norway and Sweden? Right. I don't. I. I. I don't get it. Uh, we will. We have to have our own podcast about that. Just about that. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we 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 hate each other. And, is it like, it, but I mean, is it hate, hate, or is it like, you know, when uh, Americans make fun of Canada for being all, like, everybody's super it's a, nice and... It's a little bit more serious than than the the hate between Canada and the U.S., would I say. Right. Um, mm. I mean, Canada-U.S. feud is not real. It's a big joke to both right. sides. But we right. pretend it's... Right. Okay. Is it like so, Australia, New Zealand, like that? Like yeah, if you say yeah. an Australian's in New Zealand, they'll get uh, a New Zealander. Yeah. They'll like get mad. Yeah. They'll be like, "No, I'm not that." Yeah, it's yeah like that. Yeah. Okay. If if so, I've I've heard someone say, "Oh, uh, Norway is the capital of Sweden." I got fucking pissed. Right. Okay. <laughs> but like I said, uh, I, Ireland has the highest uh, number of wins. Then it Sweden has. Uh, second with six wins, France, Luxembourg, and United States is uh, third with five wins. Then uh, Netherlands with four wins, and Norway with three wins. All right. Yeah. I think we pretty much covered the history of Eurovision there. I think so as well. Let's move on to. Fastline predictions. Fastline. Hey, okay. yeah, yeah. Let me get Tilly's picks up here, and you go ahead and tell us uh, what our first matches are. I guess. Becky Lynch and Naomi versus Natalia and Carmella, and it's a tag team match for absolutely nothing, and maybe the most boring match on the pay per view. Okay, I don't have any picks from Tilly. Uh, she did not get back to me, so we'll just do the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead first. I will go with the heels, Natalia and Carmella. Carmella has uh, one I had one. also picked the heels. Oh. That's fine. We can, we, if we have one that matches, it's fine. And I've got an idea for a tiebreaker, so let's just continue. Okay. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. With Aiden English, this is a single match for showing that Shinsuke Nakamura can be at WrestleMania. Uh, it, I, we can probably both agree on this, too, because it's clearly going to be Nakamura. Yeah. He's yeah, not going to uh, lose before he goes no. to the championship match at WrestleMania. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. Uh, then we have Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riot with Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. And this is a singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. It's a mouthful. Uh, I said Flair. Yeah, I did as well. <sighs> this is one of the sh- matches that actually... Maybe a toss-up, but I still I think it's Flair probably. Yeah, me too. But me what too. if they I... want what if they want Charlotte Flair to go against? Mm, oh yeah, we we already got that. Okay, yeah, 
Mm, I think it's probably going to be Flare. Mm, yeah, me too. But then we have the Usos uh, versus the New Day. And this is a tag team match for the WWE Tag Team Championship. I said... I went, Us- oh, go ahead. Yeah, I would do Usos. <laughs> I also said the Usos. Uh, we have been... We have picked everything the same so far. This is not working out well. But whatever. No. I will change the first thing. I will go with Be- Becky Lynch and Naomi. Okay. See? That's fine. Yeah, that could be nice. Then we have Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton. And this uh, is for the WWE United States Championship. Or... I said or- Orton. Oh, you said Orton. Uh, no, I will go with the champion. Okay. Then we have a six-pack challenge for the WWE Championship. And it's AJ Styles versus John Cena versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. I have a strange feeling that AJ Styles will not win. Okay, who do you think is going to win? I don't know. But I have a strange feeling they they... They let him lose against John Cena for absolutely no reason. I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will probably be a WrestleMania match, don't you think? Them against each other? Uh, Almost guaranteed, yes. Yeah. So then we have John Cena, Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler again. And John Cena is not going to win because he's going against The Undertaker. So then we have Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Oh, Jesus, Mother of Christ. No, I will go with AJ Styles. That's what I went with. So (laughs) I totally agree with you. It's like there's nobody else that can win here. No, because Baron Corbin, like, what would they get out of? Having Baron Corbin against Shinsuke Nakamura, I like. I think about that as well. Like matches, I want to see Shinsuke on Nakamura. Rest- Baron Corbin in a at in the championship match at WrestleMania. Yeah, no. yeah, no. And the Dolph Ziggler one... is not going to do that either. So yeah. Yeah, well, I was just going to say the only one that I could see maybe winning is Dolph Ziggler, because they don't really know what to do with him. Right, yeah. But I, I bet you anything Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler end up in the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Mm. So, what was your tiebreaker? Does Carmella cash in the money in the bank? I'll let oh, you yeah. pick if yes or no, and then I'll go with the opposite. And then if we tie, we'll go to that, and it'll be an automatic tiebreaker. Well, we have agreed with absolutely everything but one match. So Two it will matches. Actually... We oh, didn't yeah, agree on Rude, Rude oh, yeah. Orton and Natty and Carmella. Okay. Uh, no. Okay, and I'll say yes, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to pack cash it in at WrestleMania. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's possible. Mm, probably. I can see her cashing it in here and failing 
uh, yeah. failing with it. Uh, yeah, I can. Yeah. Especially since she's in this match she's... here, and I can yeah. see her maybe uh, this, like the Becky Lynch, Naomi, Natalia, Carmella match being the pre-show, and then mm-hmm. her coming back towards the end of the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So, eh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I think both of us could be right there. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Uh, have you seen any movies this week? I have not. I really did not see any movies. Oh, that's not true. I watched um I rewatched uh Beyond the Mat, but it was because I was up at my I was with my brother-in-law and his next-door neighbor. And they had never seen it. And I was kind of mm. talking to them about going and doing the wrestling show the next day. And they're talking about wrestling and how they watched it in like the 80s. They were talking about, you know, when you mm. talk to somebody about wrestling who doesn't know about wrestling now, they automatically go to Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. You know, those are the things they know about. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. if, if you don't, you, you kind of know about wrestling, but do you know about this side of wrestling? And I showed them beyond the mat. And the whole part with the guy, guys from the indies that go to WWE right at the beginning. Uh, and they were totally blown away by it. And the whole time I'm pointing out Linda McMahon going out, oh, that's our secretary of housing right there. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something with my dad. Uh, I, I saw when we first met. Uh, because you have seen it and you said it was pretty bad. It's okay. I mean, it's, it's it's not it's not original or like it's not something I would no, go out of my way to be like you have to see this. But no, like I said, no. I gave it a six, so I didn't say it was horrible, but it's not any anything special. What do you I think? I will give it. I will give it a six and a half, maybe seven. Okay. I I actually liked the ending. The ending was really. I liked the ending. Uh, I thought the ending was incredibly predictable. Yeah, but I like. I mean, from the first fifteen minutes, I knew which one she yeah. he was going to end up with. Yeah, it was clear too. to me. It was very obvious. Yeah, yeah. But I liked it. I liked it, and I I, I found it so funny when he was the douchebag in one of the 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 flashbacks. Right. Yeah, with his spiky hair and, and yeah, and he's like, "What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> but now we are going to listen to the audio trailer for Death Wish. Sway in the morning, Shay four five. We gotta talk about what's happening in Chicago. We really do. Everybody's yeah. watching this viral video. This guy in the hoodie. They're calling the Grim Reaper. He stopped the carjacking. Viral videos is so two thousand and eight. Yeah. What about the shooter? He looked like a white dude. He looked like a white dude. I love my family. Okay. Mm. Hi, one, one. What is your emergency? Those men are breaking into my house. I think they're here. No. I think they're here. They're breaking into my house. I think they're here. Aren't that? Isn't that like the same thing? Mm. How could they be breaking into your house and not so be there? Is that what you're saying? If a man really wants to protect what's his, I want to buy a gun. He has to do Is this a pro-gun movie? Mmm, probably. That definitely is looking like... Kill my wife! Who else was there? I don't know anything else! 
I believe you, Joe. So you're not gonna kill me? No. Jack is. You got caught in some crossfire? Oh, this song is so overused. It really is. Uh, it must be really cheap or something to get licensed. Uh. Okay. Oh my gosh. Are you feeling any kind of like strange racial, like racist things going on in this movie? Mm-hmm. This is like a pro-gun racist movie. I didn't realize it. I don't know any of Eli Roth's politics, but... And it reminds me of uh, Death Wish, the original one. A little bit. You look much better. A little. I wouldn't say stylistically. Mm. No, no. Not so much. Well, whatever you're doing, keep it up. <laughs> okay. I will. Oh my god. Okay. What is this Oscar nominated movie all about? Look. Alright, Death Wish. Uh, Dr. Paul Kersey is a surgeon who often sees the consequences of the city's violence in the emergency room. When home intruders brutally, brutally attack his wife and young daughter, Kersey becomes obsessed with delivering vigilante justice to the perpetrators. It's uh, got 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, and it looks like 16... Oh, gone down 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, a really big spike between Rotten Tomatoes and... And... Uh, IMDb, uh, right. IMDb, yeah. Uh, it's not... I mean, it's very unusual for us to see such a huge gap. I mean, at this point, yeah. we've oh, done yeah. enough of this that we know when the, it's strange and, like, this is definitely... Mm -hmm. This is weird that there's such a big gap. Yeah. Really weird, because uh, 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 if you look at the audience score for for Death Wish on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it has eighty six percent. Yeah, this is definitely a. Uh, it's probably a very by. Uh, like one side really probably enjoys this movie and the other side probably really hates it, I think is the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, where did you find your review? Of course, I went to the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, oh! Not yeah. that much going on there. Pretty average Facebook comparatively, but whatever. You said Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh, right. The Sorry. I went to the Facebook, of course. I was like, what the fuck? You're all, I that's not okay. where you go. Yeah. Uh. Uh, got one from Brandon Chilan. It's a little long, but just back from the movie, I went in with low expectations, and that is pretty much what I got. Uh, I was highly disappointed with the movies, uh, this movie reboot compared to the old one. The action, violence, and gore were very minimal and lackluster, lackluster except for uh, only one of the scenes. This movie really isn't worth getting uh, worked up about. I don't know why it has been so controversial lately. It's not particularly strong take on anything besides uh, killing a few criminals and getting revenge that you right, rightfully deserve. Uh, and we've all seen movies like this before. I'm going to rate it a 5.5 out of 10. Uh, the local cinema I go to has a $5 matinee, so I was able to waste a couple of hours, uh, and uh, it was a good time for me to get out of the house. First time seeing a movie... Uh, in the theaters in years. 
So hmm. I thought that was kind of a very well uh, written out. I've got another one here. Where is it? Um, Tony Vian, Viano says, Saw today, tried to enjoy it. Uh, if it weren't for the running commentary from the lady on my left and the guy who laughed at everything that happened uh, in front of me. <laughs> We've all had movie experiences oh. like that. <laughs> uh-huh. We have. Uh, I found one on. I did find it on Rotten Tomatoes because I don't. I don't go out other places. You should stick where you are, Luke. <laughs> right. I probably should. Stay in your lane, boy. Stay in your lane, boy. Uh, I found the half star uh, where it says, What a turd brick. Either Bruce Willis is desperate for money or he owes someone a huge favor. This movie is no near the level of Red or Die Hard by a long shot. Poorly written and shallow acting. Plot holes big enough to drive a truck through. This movie plays like it's written by a 13-year-old for 13-year-olds. Okay. Four 13-year-olds wrote this movie? Oh, four 13-year-olds. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I thought you were saying uh, four 13-year-olds wrote the movie. But yeah, no, I get it now. And then I have a plus uh, one to see it by Scott M. The more the panty-wetting liberal criticism slimes it, the more I event on seeing it. My wife and I will attend this coming weekend. And guess what, subbing liberals? <laughs> I'll be concealed carrying. Oh, <laughs> boo-hoo. Oh, and the gosh. irony is, if anyone should try to harm your sniffling snowflake's tail, I'll defend you. Right. Yep. I did get one kind of like that from Devin Dieter. He says, don't pay attention to those PC liberal critics. Saw it today and loved it. Yeah, there was a lot of that on the Facebook I mean, there wasn't a lot on the Facebook to begin with, but most of it was that. Uh, I, I would, I'd have to see it, but from the trailer, it definitely gave that impression. But I also read that review mm. just now that was saying it really actually wasn't that strong on those, um, those, uh, those political points. It's just that people are construing it that way because that's the political climate we're in in America right now. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, the more the pent-wetting liberals. Oh. The, right. That's us, Luke. I get, that is us. But this is the Roman Reigns thing. It's like, those are the people that are going to be like, the more you say uh, not, or the more you say to like it or not to like it, the more I'm going to like it or not like it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a, that's totally how these people's minds work. So, And it's on both sides. Hey! Alone Together, episode 7. Alone Together, yes. What did you think of this episode? I liked it. I thought this was one of the best episodes yet, actually. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I thought it felt m way more well put together. As like, It felt more like a sitcom than the rest of the shows. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is, if they've kind of changed things up or what, but... I'm going to be doing no, the review this time, I guess. I don't really have actual notes, so we're going to kind of just do mm -hmm. a run-through, because I don't think Fro had time to do notes, yeah. right? No, I didn't. And I not. barely had time to eat this week, so... Uh. uh, Yeah. 
let's see, where were, where do we start? We start in Esther, Esther's apartment. Esther is watching some kind of makeup tutorial, which I don't know if you noticed this, uh, but it's obviously a fake makeup tutorial, right? Uh, yeah. But it, the at the end, right towards as uh, right towards the end of the makeup tutorial, we hear it's all like. Uh, guys will will want to ask you why your makeup's like that, but they won't ask you, and then you'll have the power over them. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, what? What is that all about? Uh, but mm-hmm. as she's doing her makeup, she's doing her eye makeup, and an earthquake happens, and she gets all scared because if we remember, Esther is from the Midwest, and she's not used to. She's only lived in California for a while, not used to earthquakes, I guess. Uh, so she runs out of the apartment with a bunch of crap. In her hands, I, mm-hmm. we don't really know what that is yet. And she goes over to Benji's house, and Benji. Uh, is, well, not really Benji's house, but his brother's house, right. uh, where Benji where is, Benji yeah. lives, right? Uh, and Esther tells him that she's worried about this earthquake, and that she thinks that there's gonna this was just a pre-shock, and that there's gonna be a bigger earthquake coming. Uh, and she's, she, and clearly Benji's not worried about this. Mm-hmm. And she <laughs> definitely not. He's like, oh, there was an earthquake. Oh, okay. Right. He's just sitting there like playing the guitar, like whatever. <laughs> okay. Cause he's lived in Los Angeles his whole life. So he's just like used yeah. to this. Um, and he says, uh, basically he's like, don't worry, don't worry. He's explaining why she shouldn't be worried about this, why she's over-exaggerating uh, everything. And she... Is this where she calls up the zoo and asks them what the giraffes are yes, doing? the giraffes were doing. <laughs> I was so... I was laughing so fucking loud because I... I, I, uh, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but I'm a huge fan of giraffes. Right, okay. And, yeah. and she's... Uh, the person she's like i'm a taxpayer can you tell me what the giraffes are doing like that's <laughs> that's a great line and, and the so guy funny. on the other end tells him they're sleeping and she's like is it weird for the giraffes to be sleeping during the day <laughs> Sleep, yeah during the day and yeah. and the guy on the line obviously says no and <laughs> benji's like yeah okay and i think she this is the part where she says something about uh, her breasts hurt, so she thinks something bad's gonna happen, because every time her mm-hmm. breasts hurt, something bad's gonna happen. And we find out somehow Benji knows her uh, period. period cycle, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> because he's like, oh, that's just because you're gonna be on your period soon. Uh, and he says, we don't have to worry about this, because I, ha- I have supplies. And he goes out to the garage, and he I guess he was prepped for some kind of disaster, or some kind of earthquake. And mm-hmm. He goes in, unlocks the cabinet, and it's all gone. And he finds out that Esther has eaten all of the supplies. Um, do you out know of the what this this uh, kind of reminded me of? Uh, do you remember the episode of uh, of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where they go down to the bunker? Um. And and. Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, all the supplies uh, that was supposed to be for like this huge thing. Uh, it was the storm episode where they go to. The oh storm right, okay, yeah, I do the, remember the yeah. storm episode. Yeah. Okay, they went down. In, yeah. I was thinking of like a bomb shelter, but they, yeah, they went in the basement yeah. place, right? Yeah. Uh, 
Right. It reminded me a little of that. <laughs> right. I, that ha- Somebody ate all the supplies in that one, right? We find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's why it reminded me of it. So as this is happening, uh, Benji's sister arrives. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're like, why the hell is she here? We've seen her in, what, like episode one? I think it was the last time we saw her, maybe? Yeah, something or like that. Maybe a little bit in between that, but we definitely met her in episode one. She's the fashionista. Yes. She's got her two fashionista sidekicks with her, whatever, her assistants or whoever. And mm-hmm. uh, we've it's pretty clear Benji is into her sister, his sister's friend. Uh, he's obviously trying to suck up to this one girl that's with her. And uh, we find out that the sister's friend that he likes... Uh, is worried about the earthquake, and so is Esther. So Esther's like, yeah, I'm worried about getting sucked into a hole in the ground as well. (laughs) And this lady's clearly, like, catatonic or crazy, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super crazy. Uh, So what happens here? For some reason, uh, the sister wants to find out where the... uh, where Benji's brother's stash of tequila is right this is mm, the part where that happens yes. yes and we find out this is some special tequila because it was made by uh a drug lord who got murdered or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so the and... okay go ahead yeah no i and 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 the brother's like you know i can't tell you that i i i will be killed and and he goes like if you promise me that I can stay at your place. <laughs> right. And she's like, when no. He, when, no. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, but this is where we find out that, uh, or Benji actually tells Esther that he's into his sister's friend. He says that she's been following, uh, or she's been liking his posts on Instagram and she, th- mm-hmm. he thinks she's going to follow him soon. She's she hasn't actually even following him, but he thinks he, that she's into him, I guess. Uh, so he wants to keep her there, and we know from past episodes, uh, Esther wants to be in in this clique of uh, of girls. She totally wants to be part of this group, but she's uh, they don't think of her that way at all. So Esther wants to keep them there too because they she wants to try to convince them that she's cool. So they just, mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out a way to keep them here. Uh, so. Uh, this is where Esther goes to the back and she puts on lip tattoos that she had in that box <laughs> that we saw earlier that she ran out of her house mm-hmm. with because apparently they're mm-hmm. like they're part of her saving up for the future are lip tattoos and what was the other thing uh, special Reese's pieces that were branded with Elvis <laughs> that only came out once she thinks that's going to be a good investment for the future so funny uh, and, but the, you know, these are fashionistas and they see, she's wearing lip tattoos and like, um, what do you call this? Like a, uh, a G- Jennifer Lopez style kind of like tracksuit thing. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she looks ridiculous. So they're basically laughing at her. And so this was her plan. And, uh, these girl, uh, the one girl that is with, uh, Benji's sister decides I'm starting to feel better. Uh, maybe we should leave. And Esther thought that this was work would work, that she would dress up like this and they would think that she's cool, either cool or funny. She didn't know which one, but she was like, 
doesn't matter if as long as they're laughing it doesn't matter if they're laughing at you or with you or with you yeah, yeah. Uh, that's her, I guess, uh, comedy stance, and we know they're stand-up comedians, so that's kind of her, I'm guessing, stand-up style? Maybe that's what she's kind of pointing out here, in a way? You know what mm-hmm. I mean, Fro? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so they're, the girls are about to leave, and Benji goes into the other room, and he cuts off the power. And so the girl, who is, like, all catatonic, thinks that, uh, another earthquake happened, and what is she, she says something totally crazy, like, doesn't, Earth have to move for the for it to be an earthquake or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Benji comes out and says, "Oh, I guess it's true. The power has been totally cut off. I'm ge- guessing roving motorcycle gangs have taken over Los Angeles." Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you have to say it. Yeah, He's trying to make them stay with with this. And the girl so who's funny. all crazy is like, "Oh my gosh, we have to stay here. I've had so many problems with roving motorcycle gangs in the past." <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure she has. <laughs> uh, so, um, this is, uh, right. So, there, he's trying, now, it's a little later in the day. He's trying to convince the girl that he's cool. And, uh, Esther goes into, wants to go in the refrigerator to get some tea she's been brewing off of Pinterest to make the other girls think she's cool. But Benji doesn't want her go, going in the refrigerator for some reason. And she opens it up finally, and we find out the refrigerator light is on. And so he didn't want her to open the refrigerator in case the the lady saw uh, that the light was on, that she would knew the power wasn't actually out. And we're like, I was like, why would Benji not just turn all the power out? And he mm-hmm, says, mm-hmm. Uh, my brother's His truffles brother. in there. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally a, 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 an L.A. thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's truffle yeah. season. My brother's truffles are in there. Yeah. Uh, so he's, like, fighting Esther. She's trying to get the tea out. He's trying to get the door closed. And the whole thing, like, collapses the door. And uh, the lady freaks out again because she thinks things are, like, falling all over the place. She goes totally catatonic. She's, like, cross-eyed at this point. And uh, this is where the sister comes in. And she finds out that the power is on and she's like oh no she does she find out here no 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 she, she, this is where she makes the girl snap out of it she's basically right. like snap out of it or i'll send you back to where you came from i made you famous i could make you not famous and she's basically goes okay we're out of here benji where's the tequila and benji tells her right away and everybody's like wow how did you do that and she's like you just have to know how to make people do things for you and the girl's like, can you show me how to make people do things for you? And she's like, mm-hmm. sure, go get the tequila for me and I'll tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's making her do things. Uh, so they leave. They've got the tequila, obviously. It's later that night and Benji and uh, Esther are sitting in the dark because the power is still off. And they've got the candle out that was supposed to smell like uh, the first season of... Uh, American Idol for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the brother walks down. Benji's brother walks into the room and they're, have you been here the whole time? And he's like, yeah, I've been in my room the whole time watching. Uh, what uh, was it? 
uh, what's the sh- uh, Shark Tank? Was it? I think I've been watching yeah, episodes yeah. of Shark Tank I, on yeah, my laptop. I, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought that was very clever because at first I was like, "Wait, he's been in there the whole time watching TV. Wouldn't the power mm-hmm. have been out?" But they actually mentioned that he was watching it on a laptop, so that they actually explained why he would have not noticed that the power went out in the house, which I thought mm-hmm. was very good writing, actually. And he's like, "What the hell are you guys doing, sitting in the dark?" And they're like, the power's out. And he's like, just flip the breaker back on. You don't know how to do that? I mean, have some initiative here. So he's obviously being the uh, the Gen Xer making fun of millennials here for being lazy, is what this joke is. And he walks away, obviously very mad at them, and he's like, wait a second. I know what's going on here. You two had sex. <laughs> and they're like, uh, nope, we did not have sex. <laughs> And he's totally convi- trying to convince them to have sex. He's like, you just have to do it because your relationship is unhealthy. And you just, if you have sex, you'll either be boyfriend or girlfriend or you'll never want to see each other again. <laughs> and he, uh, he leaves and they talk. Uh, Benji says, I don't want to have sex with you. I don't know. You don't even, I don't even know how many uh, chip crumbs I'd have to go through to get to your vagina. <laughs> is what he says. Aww. <laughs> So they're just, they, this is the joke. It's alone together, right? Every episode Mm. we have to have that joke. But uh, I think we go to commercial, we come back, and his brother has found out that tequila's missing. And he's he's like, I've got to give you a penalty, Benji. He's not going to kick him out, but he's going to give him some kind of penalty. And he says he's going to jack off on his bed. And he's like, on my bed or in my bed? And the brother just takes off towards his room and... Earlier, we had found out that Esther has a video camera in Benji's room, right? Right. And she takes off, uh, obviously, to go find the video of this. Uh, and uh, yeah, because Benji she goes, she's in love with him, with kind the of. brother, right? Yeah. And Benji goes, "Isn't that illegal?" And she goes, "No, it's in the Constitution," and just runs off. And that's the end of the show. Yeah. Good episode. Uh, one of the best episodes so far, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, for sure. I actually think I covered that pretty well for, like, only having down very, very minim- uh, minimal notes. I probably took oh, definitely. a half a page of notes. Uh, and somehow oh, yeah. we actually, I think I did pretty good review. So, yeah. I, I totally agree. And we will see uh, what will happen next week. All right. We only have a couple episodes left, so. Yeah. Since uh, it's going to be the two of us uh, more uh, now that uh, there's kid coming into life, we are cutting out another segment, and it's Nintendo Adventure Book. It's just too too much uh, uh, breaks between, uh, and we will it like, does, yeah, never it doesn't catch flow. Up. If we have some time, where Tilly's actually going to be here every single episode, which is not yeah. going to happen anytime soon. We may do it, but as far as right now, it's, we don't want to do it with two people because it's just not as fun. But right. we're going to do this one at least and then see where we go from there. So uh, let's start this off. Uh, it starts off with you, Fro. Mario. Yeah. The only thing to do is fight. Mario cries. He leaps into action. Unfortunately, his way is blocked by more than a million Koopa creatures. Right. So last time we had to decide whether to fight. Bowser or run away and hide 
and we decided to go yeah. fight. So the Koopa creatures, uh, they swarm all around him or all around the heroic plumber. Mario does his best bopping and hopping and jumping and thumping. But even the greatest hero gets tired after a while. Mario thinks about how simple life was in Brooklyn. All I had to do to worry about was black trains. He says mournfully as he jumps over a skittering blue snapping turtle. A cheap cheap head with a fire snake body swoops down just as Mario lands. Hot seat for Mario! The creature says. Whoops! Game over. <laughs> so we lost the game here. Oh, he died, Luke. I guess he died. Yeah, Mario died. And I guess that means everybody, like Toad and the King were with him. I'm assuming they're all dead as well. Kind of a sad ending. So sad. It's a sad, sad situation. And it's getting more and more absurd. I've heard some rumors of in that song. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Elton John. <laughs> uh, next week we will talk of news of the week. We will do fast line results. We will do alone together episode eight. We will do another digital review of Gringo. That sounds interesting. And we will talk about the Streisand effect. We talked a little about what this is. What is this? Uh, right, the Streisand effect. Um, it has to do with the spread of information on, on the internet, uh, named after Barbara Streisand. Uh, it's the phenomenon whereby an attempt to hide or remove or censor a piece of information has the unintended consequence of publicizing the information more widely. Uh, generally has to do with the internet and... Uh, We'll actually there'll be we'll have a lot of talk on this subject specifically about Scientology as well. There's a we'll, uh, the there was a mm -hmm. huge thing that happened with, with the Scientology movement and this phenomena. So it's going to be interesting. Yep. So that is next week, but from the United States, from Norway. Have a good night and see you all. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.